Hello, and welcome to Home Education Today podcast. I'm your host, Chauncey Lynn Childs, and on this podcast, we talk about challenges, concerns, and joys of providing a first-class education for our children at home. We also discuss methods and experiences with successful home educators, give a voice to concerned public school teachers, and anything else that strengthens our ability to teach and guide and direct our kids as autonomous, empowered, and joyful parents. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Good afternoon. I decided today that I would um, turn some of my blogs into into, uh, videos to broaden my reach and um, I wanted to talk about the teacher shortage that's happening. I don't know how many of you are aware that uh, the NEA, which is the National Educators Association, just took a poll. Well, it's probably about a month or six weeks ago now, maybe longer. Time's just flying because we're having fun around here. Um, but uh, they took this poll, a national poll of their teachers. Uh, it's a teachers union and found out that about 55% of teachers are thinking of leaving the profession. There's so much pressure right now in in public schools. And um, it's being reflected all over the country. There's the teachers are leaving in droves. And uh, it's a a big problem. And it's not only teachers, it's all the support staff, Uh, the bus drivers, the cafeteria workers, the aides. There is just a big problem happening. And... um, So I wrote this blog and I talked about um, one of my friends who uh, recently signed up to be a substitute teacher because there's another um, big gap in the need for substitute teachers as teachers are taking, you know, they're being encouraged to take your leave. If you have leave built up, uh, sick days and whatever, just take it now, get a, you know, take a deep breath, don't quit and go get some rest. And so there, there are no substitute teachers. So, you know, I think part of this problem is that there's um, half the people on the planet, you know, within the public school system are still afraid of COVID and half of them are tired of of, of the mandates. Right. So this is kind of evening out here in Oregon, literally just last Friday or the Friday before uh, we finally got rid of mask mandates in school just just now most of the country I think we were the last ones to uh to have to be freed from the mask um in in all of the country and uh we won't talk too much about that but anyway so my friend is posting on Facebook that she's um going to be substitute teaching she's got four kids in, in the public school um we're gonna we're all gonna you know, get in there and, um, you know, help with the situation so our schools can stay open and our, our kids can have adult supervision at school. And she's been like a huge, um, you know, soldier out there trying to get rid of the mask mandates and fight against any kind of um, vaccine mandates. So, you know, she's been been doing this. And so now that the schools are open, she's got her wish. Now we have another big problem. And uh, so she got in there. She has no college education. She has, you know, no. And of course, a lot of 
districts are doing this. They're just, you know, throwing out uh, any requirements for substitute teachers and allowing them to come in. In fact, some districts um, are even allowing high school kids to come in and either aid or substitute teach. That, that's a thing. So a lot of well-meaning parents believe that this is a temporary situation that all they need to do is just get in there and, you know, until things get back to normal. And here's the problem with that theory. Um, kids enrolling in education programs to become teachers in college has been down and steadily declining since 2006. And there are even colleges that have shut down their education programs. And it's more and more, it's, it's a little bit of a, you know, the ball is really rolling down the hill and the snowball and gathering, gathering snow and becoming a huge um, wrecking ball <laughs> on public education because of two things. Um, in, the, in the first place, how many kids loved school so much that they want to become a teacher? It's, that's a decline. The second is who wants to go into debt for tens of thousands of dollars uh, to become a teacher and go into a, a profession that is so low paying that they have, I mean, just to survive, they have to take a second job in the summer. And, you know, again, I'm going to say this many times, probably in these videos, my, both my parents were public school teachers. I have many family members who were and are public school teachers, and I have many friends, just like most of you. I think probably most everybody has a, a good friend or a family member who is a public school teacher. So I'm really honestly not telling you anything. If you were to talk to them and ask them about what is going on in public education right now, they would probably tell you how bad it's getting personally. So don't take my word for it. So what we're seeing today is just the beginning of an implosion of sorts of public education. Things are not going to go back to normal because since the death of George Floyd, things have really changed in the public system. And one of the things I'm going to be doing uh, in future, I'm gonna do a whole series of videos, um, which will also be in my podcast um, of talking about um, the CRT training that public school teachers are getting, every, every teacher's getting it across the nation. Now, many teachers will deny that that's happening. They will say they were they are not re receiving CRT, um, but I will show you that in Utah, where I obtained these, um, obtained these slides from an actual training that was given to every teacher in Utah in a very conservative state, um, in a very family-friendly state, um, they're, what they are not calling CRT is absolutely CRT. So I wanted to read really, really quickly, um, just from an article. Um, and this is from uh, Emma Goldberg in the New York Times. And this is what she says. Uh, the challenges in a teacher recruitment and retention run deeper. The number of education degrees conferred by American colleges and universities dropped by 22% between 2006 and 2019 despite an overall increase in U.S. university graduates, stoking concerns about a future teacher shortage. And this is where we are. We are at a teacher shortage. So again, why is this happening? This is happening, as I mentioned, because you have low teacher salaries and you have, have a high um, 
relatively high barrier to entry. So you have to get a college degree to become even a kindergarten teacher. And I am going to also propose in future videos that this is not necessary. Yes, you should have some training in, you know, psychology, you should have some basic, uh, some basic training, there's, there's no doubt about that. But to teach first grade reading, to teach third grade mathematics, does not take a four year degree. But more even, but even more important than that, is, is the fact that, as I've mentioned before, and we'll mention again, the schools are no longer academic institutions. They, they're social welfare institutions. So you have a teacher not only taking on the, the learning of a child, quote unquote, uh, for preparing them for higher learning, you have them worrying about if they have a coat, whether they have food, whether they're being abused, uh, whether they're safe, um, dealing with the bullying issues at school, dealing with all kinds of social issues that really have nothing to do with academics. Now, we can't separate ourselves and our children from real life. If kids are going to be in an institution that is sponsored by our tax dollars, uh, then you're going to get anybody and every, everything that can happen to a child, right? So that those things have to be addressed, but the way that we are addressing them in the public system, especially in the discipline of children. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should be bring back the paddle and, and be spanking kids or anything like that, but the discipline, um, I, I could ask any number of teachers who are going through uh, severe discipline problems in the public education um, to testify to you that what they're doing right now is not working. So back to my friend who decided she was going to put her life on hold. She has the time, evidently she's not working, to go back to be a substitute teacher. Now I know that she's going into this with the thought that this is a temporary, uh, this is a temporary fix. This is something she can do to give back to the community, to her school, and to make sure that her children are cared for in the public system. So they're not sitting in a classroom uh, without adult supervision or they have to go back to in online learning. Um, if I were to be able to convince my friend that this is not a temporary situation, but that this is a this is the condition that we are going to be under in the public schools based on the fact that we have a teacher shortage, it's going to get worse. We have more teachers leaving the profession than ever before. And we have no reason to believe that there's going to be some systemic reform that's going to change anything because <clears throat> the powers that be that are in the public system are so married to the idea of focusing on race and, and sexuality that that is now the, the entire focus, which every teacher has to abide by. So if, if I could convince my friend and any of you who are sure that this is just not going to be a problem for very long, that it is going to be a problem for very long, if I could convince you of that, that this is, this is what we're seeing at the beginnings of, um, of a system that's very understaffed 
and in crisis um, for the foreseeable future. If that were the case, and I could convince you of that, why are you spending your time trying to prop up a system that is not going to be able to serve your children? That's my question. What if you found out that you could not have your child in school because of the shortages and because of the continued downward pressure on teachers? If you are willing to spend your time and your energy fighting for the public school and finding out that you can't really fix it, why not consider alternatives? Why not consider forming your own private school, your own private pod um, with other like-minded parents where some of the time you're teaching them at home and other, other um, hours of the day or days of the week, you are with a group where you're doing other activities. Why not put your energy and, and time and passion into really fashioning a first-class education for your child? This is what uh, my partner Shane Eastman and I are putting together. We are putting together a, a, uh, a platform that will allow you to connect with other like-minded parents, parents who've decided that spending their time and energy fighting the public system is just simply not the best use of their time. And uh, this will allow you to spend a year and, and do some due diligence, do some research and figure out how you can be your child's advocate, an informed parent, and a person who has really done your homework to find out what is best for your child, how you can prepare your child for their future, for their mission in life, to help them figure out why they're here and what their life means. The public school system as it stands is never going to have the vision for your child that you have. It's never going to be able to personalize um, education, true education, to prepare your child for their unique, their special mission in, in life in this world. It really is time. Um, it's a time for rebuilding the public education system with all of, of the frustration, the sadness, the, the challenge that having, um, having gone through this pandemic has been. What it's really done is drawn back the curtain on, on public education, and it's shown parents what we're really up against at this point. I hope that you'll come and I hope that you'll consider becoming part of the change that is that is inevitably going to come. The forces that are at work have nothing to do with me. Um, you can disagree with me and say that I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but <clears throat> until you really get into what teachers are saying and what parents are saying and, and, and really open your eyes and your ears to the realities that we're facing in public education at this time, um, which I challenge you to do. I hope that you won't just close your eyes and ears to, to this message. I hope you'll come and just at least explore and try to understand and, and prepare a little bit better for whatever the next crisis is gonna be. It may not come to your school first, uh, it, but it has already come to many schools. Um, 
in school boards and districts. So come and join us. Come and come and check us out and uh, listen some more. I'll have more to say. Hey, thanks so much for listening all the way to the very end. By listening to the entire podcast, you've proven yourself to be the kind of person that is forward thinking and you're concerned about our current culture and you also believe that you can change the world. I believe that by having these simple discussions that we can really make a big difference in the world, really have an impact. And I hope that you'll share this information with others so that together we really can make a positive change.